This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of welcoming Kevin McHugh with one of the cleanest resumes in the entire health club industry, 28 years at the Atlantic Club, head of operations, CBI cover story, September 2019. Kevin, good to see you again and welcome to Halo Talks. Thanks, Peter. So uh, you and I met a couple of years ago um, in person. I toured your campus and, uh, you know, quite a, a, a span of, of services. And why don't you give your personal background, talk a little bit about the Atlantic Club, and then we're going to jump into uh, all the uh, changes you've made to uh, make it even bigger and better uh, post-pandemic. Sure. I, well, I've, I've been at the Atlantic Club for 28 years, uh, going on my 29th year. Uh, I am the COO. Um, and the Atlantic Club is a, is a multi-purpose facility. Uh, Pat Laws, the owner, uh, has always focused on uh, being more than just a health club. So we're very strong. 33% of our business is health club. 67% of our business is ancillary income. So we have a spa, one of the largest day spas in the country. We've got one of the biggest tennis programs in the country. Um, we have a school. Um, and pretty much uh, we in those areas, we've always focused on being best of breed. So uh, as we're looked at in the health and fitness industry, it's the same way we're looked in the tennis industry and in the spa industry. So um, we've been very fortunate with a lot of tenure with our with our mem- uh, with our managers. Uh, I've been there 28 and a half years, but most of our managers are over 20 years. So it's been it's been a nice ride. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, from a standpoint of looking at all the different programming that you have and the different buildings that you have, how did you? prioritize overseeing the operations obviously you've got people there for a long time so you know there's a lot of trust and there's you know you got you got a team concept uh going on there so when the pandemic hit how did you prioritize hey this is what we could do this is what we can't do and taking a fresh look at all the square footage that you have there yeah um well if you were a couple years ago peter when you were here um we were a 44-acre campus with a small fitness footprint, uh, really undersized. And when the pandemic hit on uh, March 16th, we actually laid off. We had 720 employees, and we laid off every employee except five. And those those individuals stayed laid off for uh, at least till June because we opened up tennis in June. We opened up the spa in July. Uh, but a lot of the work that we had to do, we had to do with four people. And uh, it gave us an opportunity to relook everything. But as you know, uh, starting in around April, we started getting involved with a lot of groups uh, in URSA and groups outside of URSA. Um, and just listening to what other clubs were doing gave us the opportunity uh, in New Jersey to really take a hard line on what do we need to be in the future? Because pretty much we knew that we were going to lose pretty much everything. Uh, with trying to um, staff the way we paid our staff out. We took a lot, we, we, we paid people up front because uh, we didn't know when it was going to end. But we looked at it and we social distancing, we knew it was going to be important. We knew that cleanliness was going to be important. And we had space and over the course of time, we could look at every single line item that we had and we decided things that we were going to get rid of. But we had a 22,000 square foot field house uh, that really was being underserved. And so we looked at our fitness room, which was very tight, very crowded. And we had just purchased uh, back in October of that year, all new freeway equipment. 
we then decided, let's take all that free weight equipment and let's make ourselves have one of the largest free weight centers in the country. So we took the field house, which was underperforming, and we transitioned that into probably one of the best free weight areas and functional training areas in the industry. We always had it pre-COVID, but after COVID, we now have it. And so, and that's not something that we're going to reverse. Uh, we also didn't have a major virtual platform. And we were able today to have one of the best uh, comprehensive integrated virtual platforms in the industry. And part of that was because we opened up late. So we had a lot of time to do things. Uh, and really, and a lot of, we, we learned from a lot of other people's mistakes. What did you and, use and, on the uh, digital side? Who who did you partner with there? Uh, we actually partnered with um, Les Mills mm -hmm. uh, uh, and also with Smart Health Clubs, uh, with the, which which is the app. So now our members can see can come to the club, take a reserve class virtually, uh, with all new sound systems, with all new screens, which we got you know during COVID. And if they don't want to come to the club, they can take that same exact class virtually at their home. Um, we also add 15 classes every month that are our own instructors so that that library continues to build. So we did that. We also um, uh, took our spinning studio, which had 35 bikes in about 800 square feet. And we took half of the gymnasium. And uh, we have two courts on that gymnasium. And we made a, a spin studio that uh, could socially distance 35 bikes during that period of time where we would only have been able to have eight people in a spin class. Uh, we took that, that that spin studio, made a virtual spin studio. So throughout the day now, people can take virtual spinning classes with reservations with nine people to a room. So um, we purposed it that way. So a lot of space, a uh, lot of virtual, a lot of live. And then we also got shipping containers. And you know this, you was telling us about that ad on- uh, Yeah, the Reebok uh, CrossFit ad where they were dropping uh, shipping containers in like Eastern Africa or something for, to get CrossFit gear out. And I thought they took it down because the CrossFit Reebok relationship, but I, it sounds like you've replicated that perfectly. Yeah, and so we have a shipping container outside. Uh, there'll be a second shipping container coming soon. Uh, and we, we moved all 100% of our uh, group exercise classes outside. Uh, so uh, we didn't do any, on our 44-acre campuses, we didn't do any outside classes pre-COVID. We will move some of that back inside because as of today, masks are off, social distancing is over in New Jersey. So today is like independent state for us. That's awesome. So from a standpoint of the changes that you've made as, as perverse as this might sound, are, are you thankful that you had the opportunity to stop and say, how should I repurpose this? Because during regular operation, it's kind of hard to pivot and make these types of changes. And I feel like the industry at large is better off coming out because we're, we had the chance to think. And a lot of people just have the chance to do, and they, they don't stop and think because, because you're, you're, field house um i think you're doing precy in there right the, the, yeah, we were, yeah. you know which is great program but you know on a, on a revenue per square foot or, or usage by the broader population of members um and also the atlantic club i think having the ability to say hey look i can i can provide you the same experience as a lifetime fitness basically now um you know definitely gives you the ability to i think punch above your weight of what it looked like before is sure. that pretty accurate? Yeah, and, and we were fortunate uh, 
when you go through a pandemic, and I hope we never do that again, you really have to be open to change. And Pat was Pat the owner was really open to change. We changed our membership. We changed, I, I mean, pretty much everything has changed. Uh, we are a completely different company. And I, I believe that through the pandemic, uh, we also learned a lot about our government. We learned a lot about our mayors. We learned a lot about advocacy and uh, the important role that we all play. And we also learned that our competition can be friends. We, we They don't have to be enemies. And we've, we've worked very closely and they've worked closely with us to try to push the industry forward. And I, I think that would never, ever have happened uh, without COVID. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, the, the interesting part about the larger box clubs and the full amenity campus, I feel like there's going to be a, a stronger demand because people aren't going to be as apt over the next 12 to 24 months to pick up the family and, you know, let's go to some exotic country uh, and, and not really know what the potential safety or COVID risks are there. So I feel as if the Atlantic club is an example really has the ability to become that real third place that is safe. You can drop your kids off there. You can spend the day and it's almost like the ultimate staycation. Uh, are you starting to see some breadcrumbs of that yet? Well, I can tell you that our, our we changed our pool membership uh, for people that, because we're in a beach area down here. So uh, people come down for the summer. Uh, we changed our pool membership for the summertime when we changed our membership levels. Uh, and that's very, very strong right now. I mean, I, I think that'll, that'll pull in. And remember, Peter, our campus has a lot of uh, other programs going on for youth. So they, they may be coming here for tennis. They may be coming here for school. I mean, we have a, a lot of different things going on for kids on this campus. But I think one of the things that's going to come out of this is our programs, when you take a look at, if you want to spin, we have a phenomenal spin program. Sort of big boxes. I'll, I'll use Greenwood Athletic. I'll use, you know, Stone Creek. I'll use whoever you want to choose. We have as good a spinning program as a spin studio. Uh, when I take a look at our mind body, we have as many mind body classes as studios and our instructors are as good as them. Why do you need to go outside of our, our model? We can give it to you, you know, in, in club, we can give it to you virtually. We can, we can also, not only do you get great mind body, not only do you get uh, great spin and other high intensity classes, but you get the locker rooms, you get the, you get all the amenities that you get the, the sociability, you get so much more. So I really think it's an opportunity for big boxes to really make a statement about why they belong in the community and and not be getting uh, ankle bitten by the studios. I mean, it's time for us to really stand up and, and tell people why we are their best solution. Yeah, no, I, I started using this phrase several years ago that every studio that opens up around a, a club turns into somewhat of a manual weapon of mass destruction <laughs> so it's a couple hundred members here it's a couple hundred members there it's a top spin instructor that decides they want to go out on their own um but if you really look at the price to value of a big box you're, you're never going to get the safety the parking the showers the cafe potentially trying new programming uh so i do think there's going to be a swing back and i i believe that the big boxes are going to benefit from instructors that might be might have left the studio their studio didn't reopen and now they're basically going to bring their their base and say okay what's the best to use an analogy you know what's the best stadium 
for me to be in. Mm -hmm. uh, we did a class uh, last night on SoulCycle and, you know, the question came up, you know, is a SoulCycle studio a membership base or is it really kind of like Madison, a mini Madison Square Garden and the artist is basically owns the members. So I think there's a really interesting dynamic and tidal wave shift that's going to go back to the clubs because it's actually empowering what the instructors who have this digital following might say, Hey, look, let's actually get back into the studio. Cause there's nothing that can replicate, at least from my standpoint, um, the live experience, you know, you do the digital if you have to, and you get, you don't have time. Um, but you get, I get the best results. I'm sure you do too, but you know, physically being in a club. No, I, I agree with you. The, the one thing also came out through the pandemic and I, I would say because of how much we were involved with the other big box clubs and medium box clubs during the pandemic, uh, through webinars, weekly meetings, whatever. Uh, I think our big box owners showed their professionalism also to their members. I think they really got to stand out and say, we care about you. We're going to keep our staff safe. We're going to keep you safe. We're going to invest in whatever it takes to do that, whether it was flexi, whether it was cleaning solutions, whether it's extra housekeeping. I think they got to see a whole different side of us and it more of, uh, we're not just about the money. We, we care about you and we're going to keep you safe. And, and as an industry, we did a phenomenal job to keep you safe. Yeah. Ag agreed. I mean, the data from, uh, our friend Blair, you know, really showed that the, you know, the safety and the protocols have, have all been in place pretty much across the board. One of the things that I wanted to ask you and maybe, um, would be helpful to other big box operators and, and Dave Gannelin and I have talked to a lot of groups and, you have so much going on at the Atlantic club. How do you deliver the marketing message where it's not a paragraph long or a laundry list of here's everything you can do. We were on a podcast and I referenced this a lot where one guy said to us, you know, don't try and get me in and tell me how much weight I'm going to lose. Cause I've tried that before and I never lose weight. So make it fun, make it entertaining, give me all the options. So how do you present the Atlantic club, to a new prospect or are you at a level now where, and I remember we talked about this when we were on our tour where you really have segmented, I've got my tennis following, I've got my strength and conditioning. I've got my boutique. I've got my, my kids. So how do you, how do you think about marketing at large and how do you think about micro marketing? If that's a term that I just made up. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, I, I, I do believe that we have to simplify the mission, but not, not just us. Uh, and we're working on it and we're working with some other clubs on this. And one of the things that, and it, it, we had a seminar that we all attended uh, on no sweat and it was about getting the right messaging going. And, and, we, and we, we came, we've been working on this for a month now, but we came out that the most important thing is people want weight loss, but that that's a misunderstood word and they don't want to wait to get the weight loss. So our, our, our philosophy, and we're working on it right now is, how can I make you feel better today? You know, and, and, and on that, we can have landing pages and find out, do they want to feel better today because of membership and then let them flow that way? Or do they want to feel better today because they want to take a program and they don't want membership, but not to have a separate ad for programs, not to have a separate ad for memberships, but it's all about how do I make you feel better today? You don't have to wait for it. I can get you to feel better today if you join the club and get you started. I can make you feel better today if we get you into a diabetes program. Or if I can get you into a uh, a woman's program that wants to lose 15 to 20 pounds, 
that isn't obese, that just wants to just wants to get through this that stage in their life, or or a jumpstart program for a person who says, I don't want to belong to a health club, but give me two months of trying something out. So our goal is to get this one, one statement and not show all of our equipment, not show all of our classes. They'll learn that when they when they follow up with us. We'll tell them all about that. But our ed is really our focus is really going to be about the Atlanta Club to make you feel better today or the edge or whatever the clubs that we're working with are. But we believe that it's the first, that's the first step. And then have them come down through a landing page. And then we'll direct that to the medical team, the medical fitness group, or we'll go to the membership group. So I think that big boxes have a lot to offer. Sometimes we confuse it by trying to be too medical or being too commercial. Yeah, agreed. So I was going to ask you about, you know, medical fitness. And I, I started this industry in 1999. And I think I've been talking about medical fitness converging with, with health club operators such as yourselves. And I've been pounding my head against the wall trying to figure out why it hasn't happened. I feel like all the incentives are there from a member standpoint, but structurally from an from a industry standpoint and health insurance premiums, uh, they might not be as aligned as we are with, with getting people results. Uh, and obviously the pharmaceutical groups are out there trying to get someone on a, on a Instead of a monthly recurring health club membership, they want to get them on a monthly recurring, you know, pill pusher. Um, So, you know, how have you digested the fact that maybe I can't move the, the, the industry and the Titans, but I can do what you want to do inside of the club, which I've seen, you know, portions of it as you were getting going and some of the pill that that you were doing there, how's that working? Um, Do you feel like, COVID's actually got people's attention or do you think it's going to be, we'll do it. And then, you know, we'll help you get the premiums down. And, you know, if you, whether you partner with us or not, like we're doing it. Yeah. I I think that the medical fitness component, we've, we've been part of the MFA. Uh, I've been involved with the MFA. I'm on the board of the MFA. That's part of it. And then we're on, we work with Genovix, which is another group that is in preventative care. So I think preventative care and medical fitness are probably the same word. I think, you know, our goal is to prevent people from going to the next level of the disease. And and we're working with a hospital group right now, the largest in New Jersey. And our medical fitness team is working on pass-on programs. So a person that has a stroke, the hospital can take them up to a certain point. But we're now working with the hospital on figuring out what do you want us to do after you're finished that you can't do anything else with? We're not going to try to take any business away from you, but that stroke victim, what do they need? And what would it take for you to then pass that program on and call it a pass on program versus referral program. Um, And we're working with that with diabetes. We're working with that with cancer. Uh, So we have four different disciplines we're working with the hospital group on for pass on programs, but for the traditional person, that's not in the hospital. We have uh, the opportunity to medical bills. So we can bill Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Aetna, Cigna, Qualcare, uh, United. And we do that with, uh, with our programs when our programs, we believe one thing, exercise is in medicine. Okay, so that we don't believe that. Mm-hmm. We believe exercise and nutrition is medicine. And we don't believe nutrition by itself is. So when you put the two together, that's when you get results. Because we, we all know people have exercised forever and not gotten results. And we also know that people that do nutritional things get results short time and then they, they lose. So when you can marry the two, so our programs, whether it's a diabetes program, whether it's a stroke program, whether it's a Parkinson's program, we always throw in nutrition and exercise. And when we do that, we're able to get insurance reimbursement uh, with approved, you know, with the, uh, the major places. 
and we can get great results. I I I, I was in a program uh, for uh, 13 weeks, and I personally lost about 20 pounds when my A1C scores went down. And I think the key thing is that medical fitness programs are about outcomes, but they're also about numbers. And mm-hmm. what we have to do as an industry is we have to make sure commercially or medical fitness that our members know their numbers. And when you know your numbers, everybody's competitive. I don't care if they say they're not. And if they see one number and they see that they can get it better, then they'll do something about it. Yeah. You know, to, to harken back to 2000, I, I was a co-founder of a software company's fitness nutrition programs online. And I couldn't figure out why we couldn't get people to fill out the meal plans. And one of my partners love the guy, great guy, but he's like, it's cause we don't have enough recipes up there. I'm like, guy, we have like 4,000 meals that you can choose from, you know, and people eat kind of like the same 20 or 30 meals on average a week. They just have to choose the right ones. Right. And typically at the right time, you can't start eating dinner at, you know, nine 30, 10 o'clock at night and think that that's good for you. Um, so what do you think the silver bullet is, or, you know, how do we, how does the Atlantic club be, Atlantic club become the authority, not just on fitness, sports training community, but really you are the, the, the authority on nutrition as well without creating a full fledged, you know, nutrition division. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the key is Peter is that there's so much content out there. I mean, you, you don't need to, you don't need to have anybody else open up an app for a recipe. I, I think the key thing that a health club could do like the Atlantic club is I know when I'm not, after that program, after 13 weeks, I know when I'm not doing the right thing. And I also know how I can change my my methodology or my food, and I can get back to where I was before. So I think, I think the real key for us is education, and that education is going to get us revenues too. But, but the point is, you can't complicate it. We, we, you're not going for a doctorate in nutrition when, when people talk to you, they're, they're so far above your head. And there's a concept of the misunderstood word. And it's like, it would be like an IT meeting and you're in that IT meeting and you, you, you're lost in the first three minutes and you're there for a half hour. And the other 27 minutes, you didn't get anything because you misunderstood. Well, if you do that with a person in nutrition, you want to show up how much you know. Well, that's not the important thing. How do you right. connect with them and change their, their life? Because they really couldn't care about 90% of what we say. They only care about the 10. So we've got to make sure that that 10% is what's going to impact their life. So, yeah, to, to, totally agree. So to, you, you touched upon it, but we didn't really dig into how, how have you changed some of your pricing structures, membership packages? I feel like everything I'm doing over the last six months has cost me more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's I go get DoorDash and they jack up the prices and there's like a $12.99 service charge plus the delivery fee. Mm-hmm. I go to the gas station, it's $4.60 for a gallon. Um, are you taking more price? Do you say, look, you know, I've got to run this operation and I've got to make money uh, and I'm delivering an unbelievable experience. If you divide it by 20 or 30 days, you know, a month, it's the, the, the best entertainment you're going to get for the price. Yeah. We, we've used that a lot in the past and I'm not sure what kind of benefit it does. We can always say we're the best value um, with $3, you know, $125 divided by 40 is three fifty a day or whatever. I think that when you take a look at what a person buys a Starbucks for, you know, they're not, they're not really, if Starbucks goes from for a cup of coffee to 395 to 415, you're still buying it. But I think that what we did is we had that word three, you know, froze memberships. 
Mm -hmm. And on December, because we were also closed for a long period of time, going back to be able to think things through and not be distracted, we decided back before we opened that we were going to change our membership model on January 1st. Uh, so we have, a, uh, and that membership model is going to be simple. We're no longer going to have discounted memberships. We're no longer going to have corporate memberships. Uh, January 1st, what we were going to have is one base price and you add on what you want. So here's your base. You want to add on nursery, add on nursery. You want to add on suspensions, add on suspensions. Hydro massage, add it on. If you want to use Red Bank, add it on. But if you didn't want that, you had a base price of $125, which is pretty much what we were. What happened is, we were giving a lot of things away with corporate memberships. So on December, so in October when we opened up, we told everybody that we were only going to be allow freezes for no cost to all the people, uh, the six thousand members here at three thousand Red Bank, was that uh, you'll have a choice. But on December thirty first, if you decide not to come back as an active member, that we we welcome you back after that, but you'll no longer be able to get the privileges that you had you know, with your membership prior to COVID. Uh, because the word mm -hmm. freeze meant a lot of different things to people. It meant one month, three months, maybe a year. So when we're dealing with the banks, because we all have to deal with banks now, um, they'd say, how many of those freezes have come back? And we couldn't answer it. So we said, we're going to, so we actually terminated 3,000 members in Manasquan on January 1 and about 2,000 in Red Bank. And that was a, an eye-opener to the bank and to us, but at least we knew where we were. And so we're, we're coming back now. Uh, but in Red Bank, what we did, Peter, is in April, we decided, um, and it was a plan to separate Manusquad from Red Bank because they're different models. One's an adult-only right. club, one's a multi-purpose club. And we went to a $99 a membership in Red Bank. And you can add on all the things just like Manusquad. Uh, and that's worked really, really well. Uh, so We've seen a lot. We've, we've grossed, uh, netted 100 members since April in Red Bank. Um, and, you know, so I, we're, we're happy with where we are with the new membership model. So just to understand that better. So the, the people that were on freeze, you gave them notice. If they didn't take it, they're terminated. They're out of the database. And you're basically ripping the Band-Aid off and saying, if you want to be part of this club, we're open and come back. And if you don't want to come back now, um, we're not going to hassle you. Um, but I want you to come back and I want to, I want a clean set of financials. I don't want to have every meeting. Like, what are we doing to get the people off freeze? Well, if they're not ready to come off freeze, they're not really members. Right. So maybe that's a way to, um, to not have people think that that's where the revenue is kind of, you know, sitting in some kind of, you know, jar right. that we can pull from. Let's start fresh. I, I like that. I, don't, I haven't seen anybody else do that. I've just heard a lot of chatter about, Let's send them a gift card. Let's get them a free personal training session. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I think the story that that equates to me is you got to listen to to your customer and listen to the member, and it's on their terms. And it feels like you've made all these great steps from whether it's digital, whether it's kind of ch changing up, you know, the modalities and and using the square footage better. To basically say, if there's something you want, I'm going to provide it, and we'll provide it on your terms. We're not going to wait for you. Cause I got to run a business. So right. I, I, I like that. I think other people should, should take that advice and, you know, pull the ripcord to say, you know, if you're not a, if you're not a, a paying member by end of June, you know, you're not a paying member and you're not part of the club. And, you know, whenever you want to come back, we, you know, we're here for you. Right. And also so we stayed, good. I mean, we did stay in contact with our formers. I mean, on a, on a twice a month, we'd send something out 
about what's new happened to cloud, something that's reopened, a tip. Uh, we also have invited them into webinars. So we'd have a monthly wellness webinar and they'd always be invited into that. So today, for example, we sent out an email that masks are not longer, you know, we don't need masks as of tomorrow. Uh, we probably will do 25 sales here today. Uh, just mm -hmm. for the people that responded back, they'd like to come in today. Uh, but we have a lot of 25s to go to pick up 3,000 members. All right. So in closing here, you want to give us, uh, you got any uh, operational quotes or any uh, quotes that you live by that we can add to our uh, our community? No, I, I think the one, the, the one key thing is that you've got to be open to change You've got to be positively relentless and 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 stick to it because you're going to have people that are going to want the old way back. And then, lastly, I would say, think of the industry as a whole as some something that you should work together with and not separate. Because the one thing that I do believe we all learned is that we were a splintered industry. We are a very weak industry, and it impacted. If we were strong, we would not have been the last to reopen. And if we were strong, we wouldn't be considered to be a buy, you know, a liability versus an asset. So uh, those things all are do do affect us, you know, on the in the pocketbook. And I think that going forward, it's a great industry, but we really have to work together. So Kevin and I are on the National Health and Fitness Alliance, uh, and we are trying to make sure that we are an essential industry and. If this ever happens again, the halo slash fitness industry will be front and center as uh, the solution. And definitely we're never, we never were part of the problem, but we definitely would wipe that out um, and, and get, uh, get uh, treated properly uh, for changing people's lives. So appreciate everything you've done for the industry, what you've done for New Jersey, for the Atlantic Club. Look forward to seeing you again in person and thanks for coming on. Thanks, Peter. Enjoy it. Awesome. I want to thank my friends at Burn, B-R-R-R-N, for sponsoring this podcast. They are the innovative company behind the world-renowned Burn Board. Many of you don't know, I was one of the top roller hockey players in all of Nassau County back in 1988 to 1990, if I had a burn board, watch out, I would probably be an NHL legend. Got a seven day free trial on their on-demand library of hundreds of workouts, $30 off the purchase. Check it out at shop.theburn.com. We'll have it in the show notes. Use the checkout code HALO and go burn it on the burn board ice hockey in your living room at home fitness low cost low tech low impact go halo burn it up